Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again in person is Shay Dixon. Shay, how you feeling? 11 o'clock at night. Big win. Yeah, we don't have to keep everyone up forever, but... Uh... Man, that was massive. Yeah. And I've, I said before the game, um, we can talk about some of the reactions quickly afterwards, but the if you wanted to get to seven wins, which would be the improvement upon the back-to-back 500 seasons and right on with the Vegas win total of a projected seven, yeah. this one was such a swing game. Yeah. Like, if you didn't if you didn't win, you were going to have to split the remaining ga- uh, SEC, SEC games, games. with yep. this win. You presume you can beat UAB. You'd be bowl eligible, Five, and then you'd be one one away from uh, from seven and five, and potentially better. So, uh, and if they play that well, potentially better. Yeah, I mean five and two now, five and two, and three and one in conference. I mean, obviously Auburn and Florida aren't juggernauts in the conference, but we've seen. I mean, Auburn put up what thirty five on Ole Miss, you know, push them a bit. We've seen Florida put up fights with Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and then Mississippi State, I still think is a good team. Very good. I think they lost to Kentucky. And which, this is Florida on the road. Yeah, you win in the swamp. That's impressive, no matter the circumstance. So I think that was, this was one of by far. This is the win that makes you feel the best about the season. This oh, makes you 100%. feel better than Mississippi State did. One hundred percent, because the Mississippi State game, we still didn't know like, is this a fluke? Like that there was the muffed punt from Mississippi State, right. and we were like, okay, that happened, and it was still a tight game. This one, even the, you had Anthony Richardson come out of the gates with a fifty-one yard touchdown pass, and you're like, okay, is this going to be more of the same where they can't stop? The, the opposing quarterback, and he just bombs it on him all game. And then Florida scores again on the second drive where they just gash him. But then from that point on, the defense, I thought, played a pretty solid game. I'm not going to say they were great, but got substantially better after those first two drives. And um, I eventually, I think, held on enough. With those three straight stops, Right. Um, it gave the offense enough time to build that cushion to 42-21 and, and kind of go from there. So I thought... The defense played fine, and then obviously we'll talk plenty about the offense and Jaden Daniels. Right, and uh, what they come out of the gates tied at twenty-one, yeah. uh, really trading possess the first six possessions of the game they scored touchdowns on. Yeah. Now, one of those drives was for Florida. It was thirteen yards. I mean, five plays, thirteen yards, and you go ahead twenty-one fourteen off of the muff punt with Jack Bash. Yeah. He got hit on that play. It looked like he didn't ever come back after that. Yeah. Um, but. Just to talk briefly on the defense, I'm with you. Like, you look at Florida out of the gates, the long throw by Anthony Richardson. They come back the next drive. I mean, that was a two-play drive. They yeah. come back the next drive, and they run it on every play. That was a very nice drive. So the defensively, you don't love that drive. Ten plays, 75 yards. They score a touchdown. Then we mentioned right before midway through the second quarter, they get the muffed punt, only have to go 13 yards. Then they didn't score another touchdown until another two-play drive in the fourth quarter when the Anthony Richardson, Richardson broke free. Yep. And then at the end, they do a lot of running again in the fourth quarter, get an 11-play 80-yard drive. I guess just to quickly touch on the defense, that's two busted plays. Can't have it. Got to yeah. clean it up. But to go on the road and essentially only give up two drives yeah. that were sustained two drives. Two sustained drives, really, because you have the two busted plays, you have one short field, and so obviously they all count the same seven points, but... 
two real drives they allowed against Florida, which is pretty much what we expect to come in, which is why I was like, oh, I think the under like 52 would be a good play. Um, obviously, they blew that out the water, but a lot of things went into that with uh, how Florida was able to score the ball. They still, Anthony Richardson into the game with 185 passing yards. And I had the un, I had the under one seventy seven and a half, so uh, I, the fifty one yarder kind of put me behind the eight yeah. ball in that, anyways. But it's not like Richardson had this fantastic game. He yeah. had a big play, he had a big throw, and other than that, they shut him down for the most part. Uh, defensively, I guess wrapping up there, just they did give up thirty five points. Obviously, yeah. again, we kind of broke down how that happened. Really, just two long drives, but. Yeah. Baskerville was great. 11 tackles, team lead, seven solos, got a sack, had a pass breakup. He's your MVP on that side. Um, Jay Ward, hot and cold, made some big plays, also made some bonehead plays for him. Uh, Harold Perkins continues to play well when he gets put into his role. Uh, Greg Penn, at least on the stat sheet, solid night, six tackles. You know what you get from Penn at this point. Savion Jones played a good bit, and then uh, the defensive backs did their job, I think, for the most part. You knew that Florida wasn't going to throw it a ton. They didn't. Yeah. Even losing most of the second half, all of the second half pretty much, uh, they still only threw it 25 times. Yeah. So not a game where they were going to throw it a lot. Let's quickly touch on special teams and we can spend the rest of the time on offense. Special yeah. teams comes out of the gate, 50-yard <laughs> Give up on the kickoff, right? Which I think everyone's like, can't they just kick it out of the end zone every time? Which I'm not even sure they can, but they did at some points in the game. you would hope so. Um, The muff punt stands out, obviously, but let's leave him be today. It wasn't great at all. People are already mad and trying to fire everyone. I get it. But let Damian Ramos have his moment. My player, my my predicted player of the game, and I said this one usually comes down to a field goal. His field goal essentially sealed it. Huge Uh, field goal. But Florida... Extends that drive. Really, that swung the game. It was a seven-point game. Florida had scored back-to-back touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They get another stop. And then it was Gervin Dexter on a good call by the refs. Tackles Jaden Daniels and then just takes him completely to the ground. Yeah. Falls and on him. It was the refs right there. You're going to yeah. get that call every and you know time. They're taught, and you know they're taught when you hit them just to roll off. Right, and he didn't. He went straight down. Yeah. Uh, and then LSU, few fall, a couple false starts, pushes them back. <laughs> But 47-yarder with a couple of minutes left, he drains it down the middle. Uh, that was all she wrote. The defense got huge, the stop, and it was huge, over. Huge. I all was right. saying I was saying they should have kicked the first one on the fourth and yeah. one because I was like Brian Kelly chased points again tonight in the red zone. It I was worked. Like, yeah, it, and two they got two. They, they converted it. They were able to milk two more minutes off the clock, and then still ended with the field goal anyways. That so. drive was huge. It milked like seven minutes off yeah, the clock huge. at the end. Um, okay, let's. Close out the podcast, but we're not closing it right this second because now it's time to talk about the offense. (laughs) The the best showing they've had. By far. Why? Jaden Daniels was aggressive. I think that's the word. You can say he was precise. You can say he was uh, able to give his receivers opportunities. I just think he was aggressive in everything he did, and he was confident. Like There was never a real hesitation in what he was doing, whether that's because of how Florida was uh, was defending them, whether that's because Jaden just said, enough's enough, I have to win this game with my arm. 23 of 32 for 350 yards, three touchdowns, um, and the, the pick that wasn't picked off, they had, so zero interceptions. But, I mean, this was the Kayshawn Butte game we, we've been waiting for. Yeah. Right. So you find him six times, and you find him early, and that kind of settled everybody down. I feel like it was just huge for him to find Kayshawn in those ways. And then for him to hit the shots to, to Brian Thomas, to Dre to Jenkins. take the shot to Jeray. Um, Which then, is a really heads-up play. I yes. mean, you know it's a free play, but he looked right at Butte. Yeah. And when he saw Butte was a bit covered, 
He went to the other it. side and let Dre have it Excellent on one on play. one and let him. Perfect play. Excellent. I mean, the deep ball throws were there for, from him for the most part in this game. And the one stat that I think is starting to tell and is starting to show what we've wanted to see from Jaden Daniels throughout this season is Mason Taylor had one, one target. And again, no, it's not a shot at Mason Taylor at all. He's going to be a really, really good player for this team. But for how many games in a row did we see him have six targets and seven targets? And the offense was like... Okay, lead Sean, the team three, in targets. Yeah, he would lead the team in targets. Today, one target. And you look at the leaders in targets, it's Kayshawn and Malik. That's who it should always be. No doubt. Uh, and early on, you look at the stat sheet, John Emery, eight carries for 31 yards, uh, three catches for 24 and a touchdown. It doesn't look like a ton. But out of the gates to keep pace when yes. Florida was scoring first, first, yes. first to get to 21-21, they were leaning on Kayshawn and John Emery. Yeah. Uh, I thought Mike Denbrock had a great game plan. They yes. did some things differently that we'll go back and watch on film. Um, some motions, like you said, certainly not targeting Taylor as much, letting the receivers, uh, multiple receivers kind of get out on quicker routes. But whether it was a quick game, the you know going deep, it all seemed to work for him. Uh, Jaden Daniels, like as a team, 528 yards. 8 of 12 on third downs, which is great. 2 of 2 on fourth downs, which is perfect. 70 plays, averaging 7.5 yards a play. Average 15 yards of completion. And those first six drives, I put in my recap, the first six drives, they averaged 8.8 yards per play. Okay, so even better than Insane. Um, won the time of possession. Turned the ball over once. Um, five no for five t- in the red zone. Five for five in the red zone. Great stat there. Yeah. Uh, Jaden goes seventy-two percent passer on thirty-two attempts, three hundred and fifty yards, three touchdowns. Um, did a bit with his legs. Only only forty-four yards rushing, but he gets three touchdowns. He did a lot of damage yeah. into the red zone. Uh, kind of just dancing around. And by far, by far his best game, and a great time to have it on the road. Get to five and two, but have that game at the midway point of the season when it was ridiculous, and we said that. That LSU fans were th- like thinking that Brian Kelly and them should make a change. Yeah, or it was all on him or anything. Like, like no. That. Yeah. But now we saw, I think in Jaden sees, hey, look, this is what this offense can be when y'all are really clicking. Um, I think even beyond what Denbrock schemed up tonight, they executed. And we yes. haven't seen that yet. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Jaden delivered in ways that I'm not sure I expected him to. I, I saw progressions. I mean, there were times where. He, I mean, how many times did he even just scramble? I feel like of his 14 rushes, I feel like a lot of them were designed. He had the there draws, he running, had the RPOs. Yeah. So it didn't even feel like he was scrambling. And this is a Florida defense with like Montreal Miller and guys that can make plays. And there was never a time where I felt like Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels was not in control. And that's, I mean, that's huge for a quarterback to have six touchdowns, to count for 400 yards. It was it was a great, great showing. And throughout the whole game, it was, he was on. Yes. I mean, he was on. He got he had one bad play, and it got it was called a pick back. that got called back. And again, it was at the end of the game. He had a blitz in his face. He throws it. He throws it a little high. It was, it was a third but, down. I thought it was a fine shot to take. But again, you want him taking shots. Yes. He did it all night. More often than not, looked yeah. great. Um, before we get to a, a game ball moment here, you said it, Butte and, uh, and Neighbors are your guys that you want to be targeting. They led the target share. But Brian Thomas, man. And, and they called one of his plays back, which was a really big play where he went up and got it on yeah. a 50-50 ball. But his touchdown was huge. Yeah. He seems to be a guy, a lot like a Jure, that he may not be, like he'll end games as the fourth or fifth tar- most targeted guy, mm-hmm. but they can make the clutch play. Yes. Like those two guys have made some big plays for them this year. His athleticism is kind of underrated, I feel like, in a sense. Oh, when, for when sure. When you think about him, 
obviously he kind of gets lost in the shuffle with this room. But that he's kind of what made and we knew he was gonna come start come into the year start. He started a lot of games last year. Yeah. He was kind of forgotten about. And I think I wrote in a, a story, I was like, what if uh Brian Thomas ends the year as a second leading receiver? I don't think he's that anymore. He started the year as that, like through three or four games, but he's someone that is gonna slowly sneak up and then by the end of his career you're gonna be like oh this guy got drafted right like the fifth round or fourth round like he's gonna be a legitimate player for as long as he's here uh Butte came out of the gates with a 40 yard catch Loved which it. his over under on Loved vegas it. was 38 yeah. yards uh hit on that uh right out of the game <laughs> i didn't but have the guts to take six it, <laughs> six for 115 um you did what you did there in the in the past game yeah. kudos to Jaden daniels did it with his legs but more importantly did it with his arm was decisive wide receivers caught it made plays Tell me your reaction here, um, and I love it. I don't think you're going to say you don't like it. Jane Daniels has, was responsible for every touchdown they scored or had a hand in it. Um, Damian Ramos kicked the winner at the end. But a guy who scored no touchdowns today uh, and didn't even start the game, well, maybe he did, uh, got the game ball from Brian Kelly. Walk-on Josh Williams goes for 14 carries, 106 yards, 7.6 yards a carry. And when they needed to ice it, he iced it. Yeah, I mean, he's the back we talked about in the – uh, in the pregame podcast, in the preview podcast, where it's like, you know what you're getting with Josh Williams at this point, right? John Emery, I think, is there's a reason why he's on the field and he can catch passes. He can be a dynamic runner at times. But Josh Williams, and Josh Williams had a 50-yard run. I mean, I'm not saying it was it was electric. It wasn't Armani Goodwin-esque. But he's proving to be by far the most consistent back. And I think that's what you want. And pass protection in uh, – uh, that's huge as well for this offense with the offensive line question marks. I mean, even though I think the offensive line played pretty well overall, I mean to have Josh Williams there as they played well enough for us not to think it was exactly, an issue. exactly. So, but to have Josh Williams there in pass protection was huge as well, and that's what Brian Kelly said. It's like to have him there as like a calming presence with Jaden Daniels yeah. by his side. It's like you know he's not going to have a bust in protection. You know he's not going to let a linebacker come right up your grill and hit you. So, I mean, it's it's a great story because. When Armando Goodwin went out, we were like, all right, well, Williams and Emery are going to have to carry this team on the ground. And, I mean, for the most part, they did it. Um, I mean, Jaden Daniels, I know, like we said, his runs came in the red zone. And I love that because from a Denbrock, Denbrock perspective, I've been hoping that they used him a little bit more creatively in the run game. Because early in the season, it was just scrambles. And now it looks like they're actually... Tr- figuring out how to use him without putting him in a lot of danger. So right. that's a it's interesting because the run game is kind of what salted uh, the game away against Auburn. That's what they needed. And it went away against Tennessee, and now it's back. Um, they ran the ball for, what, four and a half yards a carry pretty much. So you'll take that any any day of the week. Um, anything offen- anything else offensively that stood out? I mean, is it just... It's just a crisp game. It was a surprise. They scored on the yeah. sixth. For the, I mean, they didn't punt until the fourth quarter on their yeah. seventh possession. The first six possessions, they scored a touchdown yeah. every time. And then even after, like you said, so six touchdowns, seventh possession, punt, eighth possession, they drive down the field, wear down the defense, or wear down Florida, kill clock, and get a field goal out of it with like two and a half, two minutes left. Perfect game. Like, you can't, can't ask for anything more. And from a Denbrock perspective, I think uh, it was a really well-called game. And obviously, a lot of Jane Daniels' success has to be attributed to him as well. well and nobody said tonight, this offense, Denbrock's offense, can't work. Yeah. In the SEC. Exactly. Nobody said that. They dropped 45 and it looked very crisp the whole time and there weren't a lot of bad play calls or designs. I mean, it wasn't a gripe game. They just kept scoring. They kept moving the chains. They were balanced. Um, Cole Taylor had two. Nine different. Yeah, he did. Nine different players caught a pass, 350 yards, 49 yards. Yeah. Um, But 
overall. So thoughts, final final thoughts. I know we have plenty was, of time to look ahead to Ole Miss, but yeah, I kind of for me, I go back to where I started. Five and two with a win here is yeah. so much different than four and yes. three. Yeah, I mean, that's our whole thing. Is if you look ahead at the schedule, it's Ole Miss by Alabama, Arkansas, UAB, A and M, and so now if you split. If you go two and two in the SEC with the UAB win, we're looking at an eight and four team. Don't get ahead of yourself. Woo! But eight and four team would you be should beat in, UAB. Yes. So again, six wins and then four games to in every game you win, you're at seven, you're at eight, whatever it might be. So yeah, I mean it's 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 and again it's kind of like it's icing at that point, right? No doubt. Like if you beat A and M at the end of the year to go eight and four, it's icing. And no doubt. so. Uh, that with that in mind, that's why this game was so big. I, I hesitated to use the word pivotal in a lot of my my previews and recaps and stuff because you know it's a it's a game against Florida. You know it's two teams that are in the middle of the pack in the SEC. But this win not only shows that Brian Kelly is succeeding and in instilling culture, but he's a he's a good football coach. Oh, well, they, they went, which we knew obviously when we, we talked about on the last podcast when we turned the camera you don't on. Coach for thirty something years, went and on win that the, many games, yeah, and not be a good football. But coach. it's it's like it's the product is already translating to the field. No doubt. And that's the biggest thing is that you're starting to see a proof of concept here that we weren't sure was going to show up in year one. You know, where, where are they going to go eight and four? Where are they going to go six and six? Where are they going to go five and seven? Like, we didn't know. In the long run, we always believed, like, yeah, they're going to win games at, with Brian Kelly, at head coach. We didn't know how fast. This win at least starts to set a standard to be like, okay, maybe they can be this good. Maybe they can be this good. Maybe they can be right. seven wins, eight wins. We don't know. So... That for that from that perspective, and not I mean forty five points, forty five points from this it's offense, <laughs> like on paper, like after the Auburn game, five hundred thirty yards. I mean it's big time. I said we said we said last week, or at least the board was saying last week, if you can't score on Tennessee, who can you score against? And Florida had one of the top pass. I mean they were bringing in the top pass defense, one yeah. of them in the SEC. I, so they threw all over them all night long. I mean, Jaden Daniels might have to just keep taking the over on whatever his passing prop is because it looks like they figured figured some things out in the passing game. Now I don't One know. Week at a time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm expecting Kayshawn to go like eighty plus yards a week from here on. I but, am. Oh, you are. I just think okay. that's what he is. I agree. You know, he is that talented. And it's, we saw tonight he had some yards after the catch thirty six yards yes. after the catch. So he was making some plays yes. after contact. Yeah. That's what Kayshawn does. That's that's gonna be the interesting because that changes the dynamic of the team, if they if they can find Kayshawn consistently on different routes, on you know deep routes, intermediate routes, short routes, and I thought they mixed it up well with him, then that just opens up the field for everybody. And that's going to be a really big development I'll be watching. And it looks like the only drops they logged on the stat sheet would be Butte when fourth quarter they threw a one. fastball at his hip yeah, on a third down. Weird. I'm not holding that. You're, he's good for me there if that's his only one. And then it looks like they tagged Brian Thomas Jr. with one, which oh, I'm going to presume would be the, the play where you actually caught it and they reversed yeah, it. Yeah, he mossed him, and then it came yeah, down, and it right. was like weird. That was a catch. I don't know. You can't tag him. <laughs> That's not a drop I don't know. It's not a drop. It's not That's a drop. That's not a drop to it's me. not a drop. So kudos to the receivers. They all did a good job catching the football night. Yeah. Kudos to everyone on offense. We're hoping – yeah, we don't know – I don't know – Jack Besh's injury at this point. I no, he looked. Anything. I mean, it just looked like he got hit pretty yeah, hard I mean, there. He was on the he was on the sideline. I don't know. Again, I, I'm only speculating. Whatever, whether it was concussion back or whatever it was, he was on the sideline. Fine, just hanging. So he was. Uh, that was good. Again, uh, big win. Yeah, Ole Miss next week. Uh, we expect Dellinger to be out again. Good win. I think we'll be out again. Yeah, they hold all those guys till after the bye. So yeah, especially with the bye week coming up. It's, yeah, you can get by and. So, other than that, I thought it was an interesting week. I'm trying to think of anybody else. I mean, 
Bernard Converse got beat on a go or on a deep post. I mean, the, they gave a up a couple. Play. They gave up two really big plays that, again, yeah. had you not given those up, this game might have even looked a lot more. May have been pretty lopsided. I mean, if they don't muff the punt, they're. Either, I mean, let's they're be honestly real. probably taking a two touchdowns. I'll, I'll show you a good way to close down this podcast, okay, Matty, on a very positive very note, positive. or I guess that drives home how good LSU's offense okay. was. The touchdown drives were 75 yes. yards, 73 yards, 75 yards, 83 yep. yards, 75 yards, yep. 88 yards. Yep. None of them were, you gave it to nope. me at the 10 and I just punched it in. None of them were a pick six, you know, nothing of that nature. It was, you Consistent. kicked it off, we had a touchback, we drove it the whole 75 yards. Yep. Consistent. I included that in my recap. That's a great stat. Um, so yeah. That's impressive. Huge, huge win. 528 yards of offense, 45 points. Whew. And just like that, LSU is five and two, three and one in conference. Just as we expected, as the, you predicted. The same, the same conference record as Alabama at this point now. Mm, so there you go. There you go. Take <laughs> um, some salvation home with that, I guess. <laughs> um, but all right, we We're, will have the mailbag up podcast out tomorrow. Yeah, we'll have this out tomorrow. You know, I guess this will, you'll be here on the Sunday or whenever it goes morning, up. Yeah. Um, but a great game, and uh, they got run by Tennessee at home. To go on the road a week later and do this was. Kudos. Yeah. Speak some volumes. Yeah. I, I'm more confident what they can do down the stretch now. I mean, yeah. The Tennessee loss, to, I, to me, doesn't even look that bad anymore. Well, it just <laughs> I, is what it is. I don't you, know. After watching that Tennessee You didn't game, show up ready. Saying. You made mistakes. You got run. Yeah, and if they didn't make those early mistakes, you know, who knows if it's a closer game. Anyway. Probably not. And they're, it, <laughs> they're a little bit better than the LSU is. A little so bit better. Be just a little bit better. I'm interested to see how the, the polls come out. But um, all right, uh, that's all we have for y'all today. We will post uh, mailbag questions tonight for the Monday podcast. So uh, check that out if you're not already. Those are for subscribers only. Become a subscriber for $1 for an entire year. Still rolling. Uh, about to get into basketball season in like two weeks. So or the first game's in less than a month. So keep it rocking. We'll keep that rocking. Um, but yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening. We appreciate y'all for joining us. We appreciate y'all for joining us, and we'll talk to y'all later. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.